Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. God damn. Gotta hit him with the gunshots. And then that was base. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This your host, Young Dolomite. For the Too Much Game Podcast, live from the Boom Boom Room, once again. It's been a motherfucking minute, hasn't it? Cool last minute. Motherfucker had to, you know, fight some demons, put out some fires. You know, like, I had missed the episode a little bit before this little hiatus that I went on and shit, you know. Shit just been going kind of fucked up, my nigga. Like, you know, a nigga been having a long couple of months. You know, like, you know, my parents had their health struggles and shit. You know, just, you know, the the things that go wrong in a motherfucker's life. You know, what's going on to everybody in the live? You know, what's going on to uh, Tealy's Peanut Butter Coffee with Kendra? The homie uh, Carvajal Ironworks and... You know everybody up in the live and shit You know shout out to everybody for pulling up I know it's been far too long But you know like I said A a, a nigga had to take a break you know Not really on purpose you know like It's just basically the The downfall of making bad choices dog You know like This is one of them them breaks that I had to take, I wish that it was something that I could say was like a, a outside situation. But at the end of the day, like this shit was all like some shit I fucked up on, you know, mistakes that I made, um, shit that shit that I basically didn't do right. You know, like it was like a, you know, like a, a teachable moment that I happened to be the motherfucker that was the subject of a teachable moment this time. Like, you know, usually just the aim of this show and the way that I structure this shit and the way that I go about doing this shit, you know, I basically give y'all game based on the mistakes of other people. You know, like I always say, you know, uh, smart people learn from their mistakes and wise people learn from other motherfuckers' mistakes. In this case, nigga, this was my mistake. You know, this was... Basically what happens when a motherfucker, you know, like when, when, when you think you, you smarter than the average bear, you know, when, when, when you just basically doing too much, my nigga, like, you know, the game got ahead of me, you know, like it's, it's, it's just one of them situations where, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, how, how can I put this shit? Because I'm really going off the top, you know, y'all niggas know how I've been doing these last few shows. Like I ain't really right shit. This shit is really like off the dome. Only shit that I really wrote was like 
little topics and shit that I've been writing just over the course of while I was on my little hiatus and shit, little break, you know, but the reason for the break was, you know, really just, you know, like I tell motherfuckers, man, a lot of times when, when, when you making your moves through life, you got to really look at risk versus reward and shit. And it was a situation where I put something on the line that wasn't worth risking for the, the activity that I was uh, engaging in. So, you know, a nigga had to take a step back, you know, like make sure everything was at least somewhat stable before I got back into this motherfucker. Like, you know, it's a lot of shit in life that's just bigger than content. You know, like certain shit, you got to make sure that everything is cool before you, you know, you get off into your little shit. Like, you know, I guess what what we would call full disclosure is, you know, let's just say it's some 444 shit. You know, I'm not going to put motherfuckers in my business. But, you know, at the same time, you know, it, it, it was a, a, a mistake that a nigga shouldn't make, you know, like, like I said, as far as, you know, the, the teachables, the actionables that I could give motherfuckers, you know, just based on my mistake, always remain cautious, conscious when you making moves, you know, like something that I learned as a young nigga, always be smart when doing something stupid, but at the same time, certain shit, that stupid just ain't worth doing. You know, if if the reward ain't worth what you risking, sometimes you just got to back out of that shit. You know, it's just some moves that you shouldn't make in life. And this is one of them situations where I realized, like, it's just some moves that ain't worth making. You know, and I've made these moves plenty of times in my life. And, you know, this is one of them, like, you know, when you get that real lesson, like when you really... You know, get get that that bop on the head that tells you like, yeah, dog, this this show last time doing this one. You know, this is this was basically that like this was that nigga never again moment. You know, so I'm back, you know, I'm no no longer on the bullshit, you know, shit happens, you know, motherfuckers fall apart, motherfuckers put shit back together, you know, so. A nigga here, man. You know, glad to be back on the microphone. Like I, I, I consider this shit therapeutic, my nigga. Like it was, it was hard not doing shows. Like that shit was like killing me, my nigga. Like this shit is one of them situations where it's like, you know, I don't get paid for this shit. Like a lot of my homeboys be like, oh, nigga, you a baller, you got a podcast. Like nigga, I don't get paid for this shit, nigga. This shit is some shit that I do that I'm paying for out of my own pocket, dog. Like this shit is some shit that. Like I do because, you know, like I pride myself on this podcast being a platform that I use to help other people. But I'm, you know, I'm helping myself just as much as I'm helping other people on this shit, you know, like so with this shit, you know, it was it was fucking me up not doing shows like every Friday that came and went, especially like when I wasn't even able to like announce that shit. Before, because, you know, like usually if, if I'm going to be gone, I at least say something either on the show before the motherfucker end or on social media to let motherfuckers know what's going on. But in this case, I kind of was like zero dark 30, my nigga. Like I just had to dip, you know, and a lot of motherfuckers who know me personally, like especially like who follow me on social media for a certain amount of time, like they know I just fucking go ghost on some real shit like 
my original Instagram page, which was Young Dolomite, spelled like how I spell it, Y-U-N-G-D-O-L-E-M-I-T-E. Nigga had a situation. Nigga had to delete that motherfucker. Bam, gone. Nigga, I was gone for like two years or some shit. Nigga came back, got another page, at Young Dolomite spelled with a zero instead of an O. Same type of situation, same type of exit. Nigga just up and disappeared. You know, like, certain situations, especially the way that I move, like, I'm just the type of motherfucker that when shit is going funky, it's kind of hard for me to, you know, because, like, the way that I, I run my social media, as far as my personal pages, it's usually, like, a meme page, like, comedy, funny shit, everything lighthearted. But in certain situations, it's like I, I would feel insensitive to be posting memes and jokes and shit amongst what's going on in a nigga life, in the lives of others that are very close to me. So, you know, sometimes I'll be having to take a step back off shit, especially because just the way that I would have to approach it, you know, shit that I would have to say, shit that I would have to omit. It's just like it's not worth doing it. So a nigga had to take a step back. You know, take a little break and shit, but, you know, now a nigga back, you know, trying to remain consistent. Y'all already know how I get down. I believe in, you know, bringing this motherfucking content. A couple motherfuckers, you know, got at me about not doing shows and shit, you know, and it's it's bittersweet, honestly. You know, like, it sucks to have a motherfucker getting in your ear about, you know, not, you know, bringing the content. But at the same time, like, the shit that feels good is to know that there's actually motherfuckers that's out there looking forward to hearing what the fuck I got to say every Friday. Like, you know, it, it's 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 an honor on some real shit for a motherfucker to be like, hey, man, you ain't do no show, man. I was looking forward to the show. I'm like, shit, that shit crazy. Because, you know, as much as sometimes I see motherfuckers in the live and I have people hit me up on social media and shit like that, like, Nigga, nine times out of ten, it honestly feel like I'm in this motherfucker talking to myself. You know, and like I said, that's the reason that this is kind of like therapeutic to me. Because I could, you know, come in here and just get my thoughts out and shit. Like, you know, things that I've been thinking about over the course of the week. You know, my opinions on certain shit. Because like I said, if you follow me on social media, nine times out of ten on my pages, it's a bunch of memes. Like, that shit is just... Here's some funny shit. Here's what I feel about the funny shit. And I move on. Like, I don't really give no detailed thoughts on shit. You know, so like when I come on here, it's a situation where, you know, I could actually, you know, talk in long form about how I feel about certain shit. You know, so now I'm actually able to like really, you know, sit down and and get cracking on certain shit. You know, like it's been a minute since I've been back like. What the fuck didn't happen since I've been gone? You know, Trump, Trump is on his second impeachment, which to me, you know, it, it, it's a situation as far as the impeachment. A lot of people don't understand, like, how you going to impeach him and he's out of office. The reason they impeaching him again is because they don't want him to have all the benefits of an ex-president, which is like secret service for life. I think it's some type of pension involved with that shit. Like, you know, you you get a lot of perks being an ex-president and they don't want to see Trump get that. So that's the reason that they impeaching him again, even though he's already out of the White House. Like a lot of people don't really understand what impeachment is. 
you know, impeachment ain't kicked out the White House, as y'all seen the first time. Impeachment is really, um, you know, it's like an investigation. Like, it's almost like a probation, if you will. So, as far as that, I don't really give a fuck. A lot of you niggas was super hyped that Trump got kicked out this motherfucker. Me, not so much, because like I keep telling niggas, out of the frying pan into the fire. Especially if you want to take it out of partisan politics and just kick it on some some real nigga shit. Nigga, the president is the fucking president. Like, Republican or Democrat, my nigga, neither one give a fuck about black people. And Joe Biden is showing you niggas in explicit fucking detail this time. Like, nigga, Joe Biden is, is really in there. Like, nigga, I told you niggas I didn't give a fuck about y'all. Y'all niggas was dancing on the table when this motherfucker got elected. And he's showing you niggas like, man, I ain't give a fuck about you motherfuckers. Nigga, what the fuck y'all thought y'all was going to get? Especially because he didn't really promise you nigga shit. You know, like everybody was, was super hype that he got in and all oh, Kamala, even though she not really black, she just look and act fake black. Like, you know, y'all see all them executive orders, my nigga. Y'all niggas let me know which one got y'all name on it. Like, I, I, I don't see the benefit of having these motherfuckers in office on some real shit. Like, you know, if you niggas is happy, you know, more power to y'all. Like, I, I, I wish that y'all could really show me what the fuck it is that we gonna get out of this shit. Because, like, I've been telling motherfuckers literally since episode one. And, oh, yeah, nigga, this is, this is uh, a little after, what, what's today's date? The 12th, two days ago was the, um... The anniversary of episode, the two year anniversary of episode one. So shout out to me. It's an anniversary, nigga. It's a celebration, bitch. I wish I had my motherfucking glass, but it's been so long since I did this shit, my nigga. Like I'm low key out of the loop. Like I'm I'm getting my 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 legs back up under me, dog. Like, you know, motherfucker getting back comfortable. It's been a minute. So I'm a little rusty and shit. But you know, I'm going to work myself back into the rotation, my nigga. Give me a couple weeks. You know, it's just like when you ain't played basketball in a minute and your fucking legs ain't all the way right. It's one of them type of things. Like, you know, nigga, you know me, I'm a I'm an athletic motherfucker. Like, back in the day, it's a dunk on niggas. But if I ain't hooped in a minute, you know, a nigga got to get my leg. You know, let me let me run up and down a court a couple times. Nigga, get my legs back up under me. Shout out to the Good News Radio. Shout out to my, my brother, Mr. Shots, you know. My homegirl Ash Bash up in this motherfucker. Shout out to everybody in the live. But, you know, like, it's, it's just one of them things where you got to work yourself back into the motherfucking rotation. You know, like, with podcasting, this shit ain't nothing but conversation. So, it ain't nothing that a nigga going to forget how to do. A motherfucker not going to forget how to kick this game. But just in the whole, you know, thing of doing a podcast, setting up my motherfucking equipment, everything that I like to make myself comfortable to make the boom boom room a motherfucking vibe you know because you know the boom boom room is where i really chill play video games think write, watch movies and things of that nature it's not always set up as a fucking studio nine times out of ten this shit is just a fucking man cave where i kick it at you know so it, it, it's a thing where i gotta get everything back in line so i could be comfortable up in this motherfucker to get my podcast on but shout out to everybody in the live for pulling up but yeah like trump 
you know, motherfuckers was was happy that Trump was gone because Trump is a big ass racist and everybody hate Trump and all this shit. But man, one one thing I got to shot Trump out for them motherfucking pardons. That nigga pardon what Lil Wayne, Kodak Black, Harry O. Shout out to that shit, Kwame Kilpatrick. And I ain't even write that shit down. I just remembered that shit off the top of the head because it was significant. You know, like, I don't remember no prominent brothers that Obama pardoned. And this ain't like a, a Trump versus Obama thing, but this is just, you know, when niggas make little points about, like, people's intentions when it comes to how they moved politically when they was in office. You know, like motherfuckers was was loving to say, oh, you know, Obama wasn't able to do this because of Congress. Obama wasn't able to do that because of the House. Obama wasn't able to do this. Obama wanted to do this and Obama wanted to do that shit. And it's like, nigga, at the end of the day, motherfuckers show you what they really wanted to do when it's time to do that shit. You know, like when it comes to to Donald Trump, I'll always tell motherfuckers as racist as y'all say he is. He never did nothing politically that would fuck the black community. Like, he might have said little shit. His base might have felt a certain way. Like, it's a lot of shit that us as black people... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner probably didn't like about the way that he moved as a man even the, the way he moved before he got in office because like i told motherfuckers nigga i knew oh i knew that that trump was a racist way before he ran for fucking president but at the same time while he was in office he didn't do nothing that was detrimental to the black community you know like the thing was like i was telling niggas when when he was running against joe biden joe biden politically fucked black people with the crime bill um kamala harris politically fucked black people when she was the da of california trump never did nothing in office to fuck black people no matter what the fuck he said out his mouth whatever the fuck his base felt him as a a politician didn't do half the damage to the black community that joe biden did but we was dancing on top of the motherfucking table to get Trump out. Like, Nick, niggas got got hit with the motherfucking, the 52 fake. Like, that shit was, it was sad, honestly, dog. Like, I, I really wish I was able to come in here and really get cracking on that shit. Because on the two-year anniversary of the politicking episode, I was going to go live. But I forgot what was going on at the time, like. I think I didn't have one of my laptops or it was some shit like that. Or like I had my kids and I ain't really, you know, I ain't really had a time to do it, but I wanted to do like a, 
like you know like like a politicking um like a reprise you know like a little little redo with that shit not even recorded for for the podcast but just like an instagram live where i could chop it up and you know like get motherfuckers opinions and shit only bad thing is like usually on instagram my lives don't really get cracking like that like you know i had like two or three people at a time but you know i want to get it to where it's almost like a round table where motherfuckers is really speaking their mind you know with, with motherfuckers who really know what the fuck they talking about you know because like i tell a lot of motherfuckers like i don't really talk politics with a lot of niggas because a lot of niggas talk politics based on their emotions more than what they actually know like it's it's always he's a racist i don't like him he's an asshole he's a dickhead but they don't really know about a motherfucker's policy they don't really know what a motherfucker is doing in office it's more did you hear what he said that nigga grabs bitches by the pussy that nigga got all these baby mamas and all this shit but it's like nigga but what about this policy what about what about this what about this and niggas is kind of lost when they come to that shit. So it's kind of like, eh, whatever, nigga. All right, you feel how you feel. I'm going to feel how I feel. And we just going to move on because, you know, a, a lot of niggas like to take shit personal. Me, I don't give a fuck about politics, dog. Like, at the end of the day, like, how you feel politically is how you feel and how I feel is how I feel. We shouldn't be calling each other names and getting mad at each other about that shit, like, because a motherfucker is politically um, conservative, that don't make you a fucking coon. You know, like, it is what it is, my nigga. If, if that's how you feel, if that's how you vote, then that's how you fucking feel and vote, my nigga. Like, that's not going to make me stop fucking with you or feel a certain way. Just like when y'all be seeing the niggas with the MAGA hats and shit. You know, like, to me personally, I look at the MAGA hat as, yeah, I do look at it as a symbol of racism on some real shit. Because, you know, a lot of motherfuckers, like, put it this way. Like, I was explaining to one of my white partners. And I'm not even going to call him a partner because I ain't got no white friends. But, um, anyway. Like, I was explaining to this white dude. Like, the reason that we look so negatively on that MAGA hat. Because, like, he said he had one and he tried to make it seem like, nah, man. I'm just a, a fan of, of Trump and his policies and what he's doing and things of that nature. And it's like, I get it, dog. But the reason that the MAGA hat has become such a strong symbol is because when Mitt Romney was running, there wasn't no Mitt Romney hat that got that fucking popular. When George Bush was running, there was no article of clothing. There was no symbol or nothing like that that was like, oh, this is the I love Bush t-shirt or none of that type of shit. But when Trump was running on blatant racism, that motherfucking hat was flying off motherfucking shelves. Everybody who was wearing that hat was, was saying some racist shit, doing some racist shit, had, you know, racist, whether covert or overt fucking views my nigga so that was the reason that the fucking MAGA hat got so strongly associated with racism because it's like no other candidate was this fucking racially polarizing so you know like I was telling him like nigga even if you a big fan of Trump's policies why y'all niggas wasn't doing that shit when y'all was big fans of Mitt Romney 
why y'all wasn't doing that shit when y'all was big fans of George Bush or his daddy or um shit, I don't know. I forgot who all ran on the Republican ticket in the last uh damn McCain. Like we didn't see none of this shit with none of those other Republicans. But Donald Trump, the motherfucking open racist, y'all niggas was flying in motherfucking hats. And like I was telling motherfuckers, if I voted, I was gonna vote for Trump. But I for damn sure wasn't finna wear that goddamn hat because I know what that motherfucker mean. You know, it's just like when you live in, you know, like the ghetto, like when you live in Compton, L.A., Long Beach, South Central, Gardena, you know, like the the South Central area. Like, nigga, just because you live in a certain neighborhood, like niggas know what hats not to put on, dog. Like, nigga, you making a statement when you put certain hats on. I don't give a fuck what fucking baseball team you a fan of. Nigga, you know what you're doing when you put certain hats on in certain neighborhoods. Like, if I live in, in, in South Central LA, my nigga, I don't give a fuck if I'm a fan of the goddamn Yankees. If I live in Inglewood family territory, I'm not buying no motherfucking Yankee hat, my nigga. I don't give a fuck how I feel about the team. And that's what the fucking MAGA hat is, my nigga. Like, that's what Trump 2020 fucking bumper stickers and flags. Like, my nigga, Trump been out of office, what, like two or three weeks? My neighbors ain't took their fucking Trump flag down. That's a statement at this point. Like, you don't see George Bush bumper stickers. You don't see McCain bumper stickers. You don't see Mitt Romney bumper stickers. When you fly that Trump shit, you're making a fucking statement, my nigga. You're saying something. And that's what I was telling him about that fucking MAGA hat, my nigga. Like, you know what you're doing when you put that motherfucker on. You know what you're saying when you're when you doing that shit. Just like that Blue Lives Matter shit. You know what you're doing, my nigga. Because, you know, like with, with the All Lives Matter people, it's common motherfucking sense that All Lives Matter, dog. But the reason that we say Black Lives Matter is because we the only motherfuckers that seem to have to prove that that shit is the truth. Like, all lives matter is basically shut the fuck up to Black Lives Matter. Because you don't see all lives matter people marching when a white person kill another white person. You don't see blue lives matter people marching whenever a police officer get killed. They only say that shit right after you say Black Lives Matter. Like, it's always something that a motherfucker gonna do to show you they saying shut the fuck up without saying it, you know, and like this is like one of the things just in conversation, you know, just in communication, like, you know, you always got to look at what a motherfucker saying when they saying certain shit, you know, like me, I believe in always being a very direct and open communicator. Like I believe in saying what the fuck I mean, mean meaning what the fuck I say. Like, I'm not like a cryptic person. I'm not the type of nigga that says shit and means some other shit unless it's on some street shit. And I don't want the police to know what the fuck I'm talking about. Nine times out of ten, I mean exactly what the fuck I said. I meant it how I said it. But with that all lives matter shit and with that blue lives matter shit, nigga, that shit is a subliminal. That's black lives matter. Shut the fuck up. That's exactly what that shit mean. That shit ain't no motherfucking, oh, we we just believe that 
police are very fucking important because nigga police get smoked every day. I don't see nobody say blue lives matter when that shit happen. Whenever I see that black and white American flag with that fucking blue stripe on it, nigga, it's always a racist motherfucker. You know, like I tell motherfuckers all the time, like nigga, y'all niggas know what y'all doing when y'all, when y'all flying and fucking flags. Y'all niggas know what y'all doing when y'all niggas is showing off the motherfucking symbols, you know, but it is what it is. According to that dog, like I could talk about that shit all day. But it's going to be a situation where because nobody's replying, I'm just going to be repeating myself. So let me shut the fuck up according to that. Shout out to Dave Chappelle who just got paid. The motherfucking goat comedically. I feel like Dave Chappelle is the greatest comedian to ever do that shit. Hands down, no debate. You know, a lot of niggas that say Richard Pryor. I look at Richard Pryor's like Michael Jordan. And Chappelle is LeBron James. If everybody who know me know, I feel like LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan because he can do it all. That's how I feel about Dave Chappelle, my nigga. Like Richard Pryor's in that conversation. Like they're one A and one B. If you feel like Richard Pryor's funnier than Dave Chappelle, I'm not going to argue because this is just my personal opinion. But man, I'm just glad to see my nigga get paid, dog. You know, like Dave Chappelle exercise, something that I, I I talked about in one of my favorite episodes of this show, episode four, leverage. You know, he understood the power that he had, you know, when it comes to negotiation, as far as him getting paid with the whole Chappelle show shit. And he used it. And I applaud him for that. You know, like with Dave Chappelle. You know, if y'all watch the special, I think I think that shit came out today. It was called um fuck. Like Redemption Song or some shit. I forgot. That's a damn shame cuz I literally just watched that shit like right the fuck now. But um yeah, man, like, you know, Dave basically talked about how you know, he told everybody to stop watching Chappelle's show on Netflix because Comedy Central didn't pay him. You know, and he said that a lot of motherfuckers got on his head because he, um, you know, it was a situation where they was like, hey, man, you know, you signed the contract. So don't get mad that you got fucked when you voluntarily signed the contract. And his whole point as far as, you know, what happened, what went down and what he didn't like was, yeah, I understand that I signed the contract, but it was a bullshit contract. It was a fucked up situation. Niggas played me, you know, like I, I just don't like the way that shit went down. So he went about it like a motherfucking gangster, my nigga. Like he was like, y'all niggas stop watching that shit. I don't like the way they did me. Them niggas did me foul. Yeah, it was legal, but they still did me scandalous. So we going to go about it like this. Y'all niggas stop watching that shit. Niggas follow suit. Niggas did what they were supposed to supposed to do. Niggas stop watching the show. The show probably was losing money or however, whatever the fuck. And then the motherfuckers turned around and said, damn, nigga, this nigga took all the milk out the motherfucking cash cow. So they had to double back, throw that nigga his motherfucking bread. Now that he got paid, now that he got his name back, his legal rights back and all that good old shit. Now Chappelle show back on Netflix, back making money and everybody happy. Shout out to him for that shit. That was that was a brilliant 
fucking move, my nigga. Like that shit. That that's some legendary shit. Like shit like that. Like I like I like seeing shit like that. You know, like when the motherfucker understand they power and they use they power. That shit is fucking dope because you know, like a lot of people in the arts, like you know, musicians, artists, singers, you know, actors. You know, like a lot of motherfuckers in the entertainment industry is getting fucked. You know, so it, it's dope to see an entertainer take the power back. Even amongst a bad contract that they signed, you know, with the word perpetuity in it. And still double back and get paid. Like, nigga, that shit, that shit was gangster as fuck. Like, shout out to Dave Chappelle for that shit. You know, like watching that shit, I was like, nigga, that's a, that's a beautiful fucking thing. Cause it's a million legendary motherfucking artists that done put out classic work and they not getting the lion's share of the money off that shit. Because even if, let's just say hypothetically, Comedy Central and Netflix make way more money off that shit than he do, he at least got paid to the point where, you know, he was able to sleep better at night. You know, he felt better about how that shit went down. You know, like I said, nigga, he he was able to use his leverage to his fucking advantage. And that shit is fly as fuck. You know, because a lot of artists, you, you, you find out, man, these niggas die broke. Like, these niggas go out, these niggas done put out classic motherfucking projects, and they estate not getting shit off it. You know, so shout out to Dave Chappelle for getting paid. Shout out to Dave Chappelle for understanding his leverage, understanding his motherfucking power. Like, nigga... That's a moment in black history during black history month. Shout out to that nigga, man. Like the, the goat is still goating. You know, another piece of black history that happened, you know, on a, on a lighter note, uh, Dr. Obang, I forgot his first name, but the doctor who, uh, got that gorilla glue out of homegirl here. Like that shit, that shit was dope. You know, like, you know, she <sighs> shameful. I don't know what the fuck that bra was thinking. Like that, that, that shit is, is dumb as fuck. Like it, it really hurts me. You know, like I said about moving cautious, you know, being conscious of the things that you do, you know, thinking about what the fuck you doing before you doing it. Like, why the fuck would she put Gorilla Glue in her hair in the first fucking place? Like the fact that nigga shot her 20 bands on GoFundMe. Shout out to y'all. Like, honestly, on some low-key under shit, like, I feel like y'all niggas just as dumb as her for giving her money. Like, y'all rewarding bad behavior. Like, nigga, I'm not giving you no money for being a fucking idiot. But anyway, you know, shout out to the plastic surgeon that was able to get that bullshit out of her hair, my nigga. Like, I'm glad it was a black man that did that shit. I, I, I feel somewhat proud of that. You know, this fucking dummy put mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner gorilla glue in her hair for god knows why all these gels and 
edge control and all these motherfucking products that we have to to lay our shit down. You know, like you could have pressed your shit. You could have put a perm in that shit. Like, nigga, I had long hair before, my nigga. It's a thousand ways to, to get your shit, you know, real fly. Gorilla glue? The fuck is wrong with you? You know, but, you know, shout out to the, you know, the, the black doctor that was able to get that bullshit out of her head, dog. Like, you know, I, I appreciate that it was a black man during Black History Month, you know. That, that 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 shit was a beautiful thing to hear. It was a beautiful thing to see. Like, I keep telling motherfuckers, like, black people, we fucking magicians, dog. Like, we are magical fucking people. We can do any fucking thing, dude. Because it wasn't looking good for her. You know, she went to the doctor. She went to various motherfuckers that was saying that they couldn't do none of that shit, you know, to get that shit out of her head. And a, and a black man took care of that shit, you know, so... Shout out to that doctor, man. That that nigga's that nigga's the goat. Shout out to him. You know, and a, a, a lot of you motherfuckers, man. You niggas disappointed me. Sports niggas, football fans. I didn't I didn't had a few conversations with niggas. I didn't heard on other podcasts and other platforms and shit. Like I said, dog, it is Black Motherfucking History Month. And you niggas was riding Tom Brady dick to the utmost of just embarrassed. Like, I was embarrassed listening to some of you niggas sucking Tom Brady dick. During Black History Month, y'all wanted to see this nigga beat a black quarterback. And I'm not even no fucking fan of Patrick Mahomes, honestly. I don't even like that motherfucker, man. Like, he like a little baby coon on some real shit. But, nigga, at least the nigga got a black daddy. You niggas was on Tom Brady motherfucking dig, dude. That shit was like embarrassing. The way he's the goat. He's the greatest athlete ever. Oh, he's he. Shut the fuck up, my nigga. Honest, I can't fucking stand Tom Brady, dog. Every time Tom Brady win the Super Bowl, it's on some bullshit. Every fucking Tom Brady Super Bowl, it, it's some bullshit attached to it, my nigga. Every fucking time. But in this fucking case, you niggas, you, oh, God damn, it was embarrassing. Like, I, I I just wanted to record certain niggas. Like, do you hear yourself riding this boy dick? Like, y'all, like, I swear, niggas, niggas was gay for Tom Brady, my nigga. Like, niggas had man crushes on this motherfucker because he could throw a goddamn football. But did you see the way that nigga was throwing the ball? He a swaggy white boy. He's smooth. Look at look at how Tom Brady do this. Look at how Tom Brady do that. Ooh, like, God damn, nigga. Get that nigga dick out your throat, my nigga. Like, God damn, y'all niggas, y'all was on Tom Brady dick. Tough. And yeah, Coffee with Kendra, he, he did kiss his son in the mouth. But yeah, like, nigga, I was embarrassed to hear you niggas sucking Tom Brady dick like that, my nigga. Like, I get that nigga got a lot of fucking Super Bowls and all that good old shit. But it's like, my nigga, ease up, dog. Like, god damn, my nigga. Y'all niggas got them championship rings. Like, nigga. It just didn't sound good, my nigga. Like, and it was funny because, like, I was on the phone with my coworkers and I was telling niggas, like, that nigga like the, the Robert Ory of football. 
And some fucking ESPN announcer that I don't like, he said the same shit. I don't even like homeboy who said that shit. I agree, but I do not like the nigga who said that. I think his name was Rob Parker with his bitch ass. I don't fucking like Rob Parker. He a little coon too. And he be fucking hating on LeBron, little bitch. But anyway, like, nigga, I, I felt the same way. Like, Tom Brady is one of the luckiest motherfuckers in NFL history. I can honestly tell you that shit. Like, nigga, this Super Bowl, he won that shit. Nigga, the Chiefs had injured offensive linemen. Um, the fucking coach's son got in a goddamn car accident, fucked up a bunch of shit. Nigga, uh, what's his name, was limping all over the motherfucking field. Mahomes, all type, all type of shit was happening in order for this motherfucker to win this Super Bowl. The one that motherfucker won against the Seahawks, niggas did some bullshit. And threw the motherfucker instead of letting Marshawn run that bitch in. That was some bullshit. Nigga, the tuck rule against the Raiders. I ain't going to forget that shit. Fuck Tom Brady. Fuck the Patriots. Now fuck Tampa Bay. Uh, What was another one when that shit happened? Atlanta. Them motherfuckers just laid down like some sorry ass bitches and gave Brady another ring. Like this nigga be winning on some straight clown sucker shit. And then during black... Motherfucking history month You hear all these niggas Tom Brady's the GOAT Put some fucking respect on his name Oh Tom Brady Oh oh. Man you niggas sounded like a bunch of little bitches I ain't even gonna bullshit with you dog Like I get that nigga's a good quarterback Nigga I'm, I'm not I'm not saying he's not a talented quarterback He He's a very accurate passer He's really cool in pressure situations, you know, he made a lot of good moves. I'm, I'm glad he helped my nigga Antonio Brown get paid. You know, I see he got Gronk and shit. You know, all his little Patriot homies, he, he had him come to Tampa Bay and help that nigga win the Super Bowl, you know. He did some cool shit, my nigga, but it's like, nigga, the, the dick riding during Black History Month, that shit is unforgivable, my nigga. I am not giving you niggas no pass for the way y'all was sucking Tom Brady dick during Black History Month, my nigga. That shit is not to be tolerated. It is not to be condoned. You niggas sounded like homosexuals. No fucking shade to my gay homies because I got gay homeboys. But goddamn, get off Tom Brady dick. fucking embarrassing my nigga like that shit was sad speaking of sad you know this 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 ti and tiny shit you know like that shit was a couple of weeks ago but i felt like i had i had to speak on it you know like ti a lot of people have been looking at him as like a voice in the black community you know like a, a a lot of people have been you know, like putting T.I. on a pedestal because as far as, you know, like what he's been doing in the community, as far as what he's been saying, because I don't know what he do. But, you know, he he says a lot of good things. He says a lot of big words. You know, that nigga got a lot of us looking into our dictionaries and thesauruses because don't none of us know what the fuck that nigga be talking about with these big ass six syllable fucking words and shit. But, like, nigga, we, we got T.I. on, like, a pedestal in the black community, my nigga. Like, a lot of people look up to T.I. and shit. But, nigga, the allegations. 
you know, like I seen a couple of the things that, that women were saying on Twitter about like what him and Tiny was doing. And it's like the one thing I used to low key give T.I. props for on some real shit is like T.I. You, you you a real ass nigga for your main woman to be that motherfucking ugly and you be moving like she beautiful. Like shout out, shout out to the niggas that got an ugly ass girl. But she beautiful to you and you don't care what nobody say about that shit because we know Tiny look like Smokey Robinson and Miss Piggy had a baby. But you can't tell T.I. she ugly, my nigga, like T.I. run around like she cute, my nigga, like her body look like she got plastic surgery. Like in, in, in Tijuana or some shit Like she bad built And her face is fucking crazy And it's a trip Because like when I was younger And she was with Escape I used to think she was cute And it's like I don't know if I thought she was cute Because she was light skinned or what But Nigga t- Tiny a fucking mess right now But anyway Like You know We, we, we put T.I. Real high on a pedestal And then to hear these allegations is kind of like, it's real sad, my nigga. Like, I didn't, I didn't like to hear that shit, you know, especially because like, it it, it just seems like it's, it's some validity to that shit, you know, and I hate to be the person because I'm not a fan of this, like, um, this way of thinking, but you know how like they'll say like, you know, if you get accused of something so many times motherfuckers eventually start to believe that it is true. That's kind of the situation right here with T.I. You know, like basically what, what they saying T.I. and Tiny was doing was, you know, they was telling motherfuckers that they was going to have threesomes. But in order for them to have a threesome, you got to take some Molly or some pills or some type of drugs and shit. You know, and they was drugging women. And having their way with them and shit. And in one instance, I guess, you know, homegirl wasn't down with the program. Like, she was like, hell no, I'm not taking shit. Fuck that. Like, she was down for the threesome, but she wasn't down for the drugs. So, I guess her and T.I. get the, you know, rocking. And she was getting a bet. No, uh, her and Tiny, my bad. Like, you know, getting the motherfuckers fucked up. But, like, her and Tiny got the boxing. And she was getting the best of Tiny. And T.I. came through and hit her with the babooka, the babooka, the babooka. Like, damn, y'all niggas is tripping. And just the way that they behave is kind of low-key believable. Like, you know, it, it it's one of them situations, like, in, in the same vein of, like, with the whole shit with uh, Tori and Meg. It's like, we got to see how this shit goes in the court of law. I really hope that this is a big misunderstanding. I hope it's a, a clout circus, and I hope that, all parties involved come out better from this shit. But it's just an ugly situation, my nigga. You know, like, I, I really hope that that ain't the fucking case. Because it's like, man, T.I., what the fuck, dog? And when I think about shit like that, like, that shit just brings me to the thought of how celebrities really be feeling like they fucking invincible. Like, they really above the law because you hear about a lot of this shit a lot when it comes to celebrities, my nigga. Like, they be moving real funny with people. 
Like these niggas be thinking they can just do any type of old shit when it come to women. Like I've heard this about rappers who I won't name, just about how they approach women, you know, how they get at women, the type of shit they try to do with women, you know, and it's like some disgusting shit. But this like drugging women, like I've I never been a fucking fan of that because to me that shit is rape. Anything unconsensual to me, I consider to be rape and I don't condone that shit like to me rape is some sucker shit like nigga when you go to prison them niggas gonna show you how much they don't like that shit because them niggas gonna rape you you know like they don't like you raping bitches on the street so they gonna rape you when you get up in that motherfucker like that it it ain't nothing fly about that shit like i I really hope ti didn't do that you know because damn dude Especially the fact that Tiny was involved in that shit. Like, y'all niggas is really like the Bonnie and Clyde of rape? What the fuck? Like, the thought. That shit is fucking crazy, my nigga. I I really hope that ain't the goddamn case because that shit is tragic, my nigga. Like, I hate to see a prominent figure go down like that. You know, if he did that shit... That nigga need to get all the prison time that's in front of him. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying free T.I. if he did that shit. I'm just saying that I hate to see a prominent figure in any capacity go down on some bullshit. My nigga, I I, I wish that he moved smarter. I wish, I, I don't know, dog. I just hope this shit is false, even though it looked like it's true. What's up? Deuce, get out of my room. My son is interrupting my show with some bullshit. But, um, you know, last but not least, these, these Redditors with, um, what you call that shit? Them motherfuckers, uh, them niggas found the glitch in the matrix as far as the stock market. And big shout out to them, dog. Shout out to them, them Redditors. Who um did the fucking the pump and dump with the uh the GameStop and AMC stocks. And from what I hear, they are behind the the Dodge coin boom too. Shout out to them motherfuckers, man. Like, you know, I I, I love to see the little man getting big man money. Or the little man being able to beat the big man at the big man game. You know, it, it it's like a a, a big Part of why I was such a big fan of like Allen Iverson and Spud Webb growing up because like I grew up as a short kid playing basketball and it's like dope to see like the little nigga that could play with the big niggas you know and this is what I saw happen with these Redditors and this stock market shit you know like I said like nigga I'm I'm it's been a minute since I've been on the mic. So like a lot of this shit, I should have covered weeks ago. So if you feel like it's some old shit, my bad nigga. But anyway, like it was just dope to see that these motherfuckers was able to manipulate the stock market, you know, and it's a trip because this is one of them things, nigga. Like when, when, when you hear the, the phrase, it ain't so fun when the rabbit got the gun, you know, because like, a lot of people in the stock market world always 
talk about, you know, regulation when it comes to the stock market. Like they don't want the stock market to be regulated. Like they want for you to be able to make as much money as possible, do whatever you want, whatever, however, whatever the fuck, right? Tell them Redditors got a hold of the motherfucking keys to the castle and them motherfuckers did a pump and dump on that goddamn, uh, that GameStop stock. Them motherfuckers shut down all types of investment apps. Robin Hood got shut down. Them motherfuckers closed the market. Them motherfuckers said, nah, we not finna have this bullshit. You know, basically what a pump and dump is, is, you know, like venture capitalists, like the, the stock market big wigs and shit. Like, um, I'm not going to say that Warren Buffett does it, but the likes of Warren Buffett, like professional stockbrokers and things of that nature. Like it's something where a lot of them get a little inside track on the stock and they all say, look, we all going to invest a bunch of money into this one particular stock and drive the price way up and we're going to get the price all the way up. And then we all going to sell it and we all going to make a profit off that shit. That's what a pump and dump is. You know, like that's a stock trick that a lot of motherfuckers that's in the game know about. And a lot of us regular people who just be like, oh, I got a, I got a little thing on Cash App or I be investing in fucking Tesla and Amazon and all the stocks that everybody in the world knows about. And I put 500 in and now I got $527 like I'm making money like that type of shit like us regular people like we don't know about that shit but them motherfuckers that's in the game like they know about it and shit like uh what was on boy name martin shkreli and all them bitch ass niggas you know them 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 white collar crime motherfuckers you know like them motherfuckers was doing pumping dumps all the fucking time because they knew the game you know them motherfuckers all get together and be like look we all gonna put some money in this motherfucker get it cracking and then we all gonna sell it that's what happened with this fucking um this uh GameStop stock, a group on Reddit, big ass group full of motherfuckers, you know, basically was like, look, here go what we gonna do, and they all did that shit. And certain motherfuckers made big dough. I heard this one dude, he put his life savings, probably like fifty bands in that shit, came out with like twenty two million or some shit like that. Like I honestly wish I was in that goddamn group because a lot of niggas made a lot of money off that motherfucking GameStop stock. And then I heard they did AMC and, like I said, Dodgecoin, you know. But the thing is, when it came to shit like that, like, it was so funny how all of a sudden when that shit happened, everybody became a motherfucking stockbroker and shit. Everybody wanted to start investing. Everybody was like, hey, man, I got to find the next stock that does that shit. You know, and the thing is, like, that shit exercised a point that Dave Chappelle made in that little special that he was talking about when he was saying that, you know, Americans power is in each other, you know, like I wish that black people could do some shit like that. Like us as, as a collective, like we all say, nigga, we all finna invest money in Newport cigarettes or fucking Louisiana hot sauce or the Waffle House or motherfucking um, fucking Blue Magic fucking hair grease or I don't know, nigga, Soul Glow or some shit. And we all blow the stock up, everybody invests, and then we all sell that shit and make a profit. 
Because that's what these motherfuckers did. It was a pump and done. And now that they see that regular motherfuckers is up on their game, they want to start regulating that shit. Like a lot of niggas wasn't even to get their money out on Robin Hood when they did that shit. Because it was like they they found the fucking key to the castle. And now it was some black people who did it, Coffee with Kendra, but I don't think that the the collective, like the, the main group of people that made the money off that shit, I don't think the main group was black. I think the reason that them motherfuckers got so mad was just that it was just regular people. It wasn't the normal group of stock motherfuckers that usually profit off of shit like this. But yeah, like, you know, like it was just a trip to see regular people that was able to fucking play the game like the big boys played that shit and beat motherfuckers at their own game. You know, and it was funny because like I was looking at, or I posted the meme. I posted the meme today. You know, and the meme basically said like, you know, I don't know much about the stock market, but the one piece of advice that I could give you is if everybody already know about the stock, it's probably too late. You know, and that was one of the things like I was telling motherfuckers, like niggas was asking, oh, nigga, you going you gonna to put money in, in um, GameStop? And like I was telling niggas, nigga, once that shit get to the point where everybody know about it, it's going to start losing money. You know, like everything that booms, if you not, one of the first ones on it when they get cracking, you too late already. Just like, you know, Facebook. I think Facebook is like one of the ones that, like, when Facebook first went public, I knew about it. And I was telling people, I wish I knew how to work the stock market. Because at the time when Facebook went public, like, this shit was probably 2015, 2016, some shit like that. Like back before you could invest on Cash App and all these other easy ass platforms. Like nowadays, it's easier than ever to invest in the stock market. But back in them days, that shit wasn't all that easy. Like you had to have a broker and some type of fucking account and all these other things. But nowadays, nigga, you can literally invest on your phone. Like you could be sitting there fucking trading stocks, my nigga, while you watching YouTube or helping your kids with their homework. But like, Facebook was one of them when that shit went public it was like a guaranteed win my nigga like I be telling motherfuckers like I wish I was one of the niggas who had 10 bands when Amazon went public or Tesla or some shit like that because a lot of those stocks is gonna make money no matter what like I tell niggas as far as like motherfuckers who got some paper like find the stocks that pay dividends over time and you'll always win you know like Nike Coca-Cola my job I can't even tell y'all niggas what it is, but my job pay dividends. Like, you know, certain certain companies you could invest in. And if you got enough money, nigga, you're going to get dividends every, you know, little period of time. And that'll be some little money coming in. You ain't even got to make no trades. As long as you got money in it, you're going to get some papers. So that shit is dope. Like, I be telling motherfuckers, like, I, I forgot what episode it was. And I posted a clip on Instagram. And to this day, niggas asked me about the stock market. Where I basically was telling niggas that you could invest on Cash App and you could invest on your phone and all that shit. And niggas really thought like I knew a lot of shit about the stock market because I knew that shit. And I'm like, I really don't know shit about the stock market. I don't even have a lot of money invested in that shit. It's just me giving you niggas game because anything I know, I'm willing to put niggas up on. So I told niggas about that shit. Nigga, I got homeboys making way the fuck more money. Than I've ever made in the stock market off that shit. Just off some shit that I told them. But 
you know, I'm, I'm just a nigga that ain't never been stingy on no information. You know, like I sow game so I could reap game. You know, like I tell niggas shit selflessly. So hopefully, you know, somebody will turn around and put me up on a play like that. Like my homeboy Kamar probably, I don't know, about a month or two ago, told me about this little stock play. And this is another one of my regrets. Like my, my Robin Hood account wasn't set up all the way. And see, this is one of them like where I should have went with, with my best mind. Like he was like, do it on Robin Hood because I was going to do it on Cash App. But basically the nigga was like, look, invest like 10000 in this stock. And within a month, it's going to double at least. So. I'm like, for sure. He like, but do it on Robinhood. He said specifically do it on Robinhood. I try to do it on Robinhood, but my Robinhood account didn't set up at the right time. Like it was one of them, like you got to put a little bit of money in and then they going to put the money in your account and do some dumb shit, you know, and you got to tell them how much money they put in type shit. Like it was some stupid shit. What I should have did was just put the 10,000 into cash app. Because the stock is the stock. The, the the return is the return. I think you probably get a better return on fucking Robin Hood or they don't take no charges out of some shit. I don't know. But in hindsight, I should have just put that 10 bands down because literally, my nigga, like if I'd have put that 10 in when he said to put that 10 in, that shit would have turned into like, I probably would literally probably would have made like four or $5,000 the next day because the stock immediately shot up the next day. And that nigga was like, oh, shit, you you just keep that shit in and it's going to double. But it was literally a next day skyrocket, my nigga. Like, I'd have made dumb money off that play. But, you know, like, I'm just glad that I got motherfuckers in the world who are willing to put me up on plays like that. I wasn't able to profit on that one particularly. But, you know, I've had niggas that put me up on some shit that, that really helped me out in life. And, you know, like, just the way I'm moving through life. You know, like just like with this shit right here, like the the reason that I had to take this break, you know, like just to put a bow on this whole shit, like the way that I move around through life, you know, I just try to do as much good in my life as possible just to balance out the bad shit that I've done in my life. You know, like I done did some fucked up shit in my life, my nigga, like this shit right here, the reason that I took this break was basically me getting the karmatic consequence for some bullshit that I did, my nigga. Like, I did some fucked up shit. And it finally came back and caught me, my nigga. You know, like they say, what's done in the dark or come to the light. Nigga, that shit true as a motherfucker, my nigga. You know, and like, this is the reason that I give, I'm giving the advice, you know, that y'all could learn from my motherfucking mistake. You know, just remain conscious, cautious, conscious in the moves that you make my nigga you know like especially when it comes to you know things that you do based on emotion you know like don't let something that you temporarily mad at make you um make a decision that's gonna have permanent fucking consequences you know like you you be mad for this amount of time my nigga you be mad for like 30 minutes to an hour but a, a mistake that you make, a decision that you make could have consequences that could fuck you up for the rest of your motherfucking life. You know, so like you just got to have emotional intelligence, my nigga. 
Like you just got to move calculated. You just got to move strategically. Like you always got to keep risk and reward in your mind at all fucking times. You know, like with me in this fucking situation, like I always try to do as much good as I can in life. I try to always leave positive images with people. I always try to help people as much as I can. I always try to do the best that I can to be a a good person to as many people as I can, you know, to balance out the karma of the fucked up shit that I've done. Because I I think everybody in life has done some shit that they're not proud of. Everybody in 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 the world has done something that in their head they know is some fucked up shit. Like I can't believe I did that. That was fucked up. You know. So it's like me. The reason that I'm 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 such a person that always tries to help people, always tries to you know do good for people. You know, always tries to be generous, always tries to be helpful. It's because I know I done did some shit in my life that's fucked up. You know, so I just be wanting to balance out my motherfucking karma. And, I, I you know, I tell motherfuckers, like, nigga, just pay that shit forward, my nigga. Like, you know, you, you should always try to put more good plays in your karma bank. Because you never know when that bad karma gonna come and kick you in your motherfucking ass. You know, so... You know, just move conscious, my nigga. Always remain conscious. You know, never never let your motherfucking decisions be made on autopilot. Never let your motherfucking decisions be made on your fucking emotions. Because your brain is always smarter than your heart, my nigga. Like, you know, a, a lot of times when we under emotional duress, you know, we, we, we let our motherfucking emotions move for us. You know, nigga, step on your motherfucking shoe. Your first instinct, I'm going to sock this nigga in his motherfucking mouth. I'm going to knock this nigga the fuck out. Now I'm going to pistol whip. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do this. But it's like at the end of the day, my nigga, let's just say you knock a nigga out. You catch a assault charge over a $150 shoe. You know, like a lot of times, dog, like your, your actions ain't worth what you putting on the line for what you doing. You going to feel good temporarily. Bam. Knock this nigga out. I feel a little better. But now I got to go to court. Now I'm on probation. Now I'm on parole for fucking this nigga up over a motherfucking shoe that I probably got three pairs of these motherfuckers at the house. You know, like a lot of times, nigga, it, it, it's just some shit that happened to you that you just going to have to take the L on in order for the greater good, in order for your own peace of mind. Like you just going to have to let certain shit slide, my nigga, like. It all it, it ain't always good to get revenge. It ain't always good to get that get back. You know, sometimes you're going to have to fucking choose peace, my nigga. You know, and I'm going to drop the mic on that shit. This has been your host, Young Dolomite, of the Too Much Game podcast. Live from the Boom Boom Room, once again. If you would like to support us financially, it is patreon.com slash townhousemedia. Town E House Media. Support all the Townhouse Media podcasts. CSC9 other podcasts. Friday nights, 9 p.m. with the super producer Ben Ready. Whenever the fuck he get around to doing it, cause he do that shit when he feel like doing that shit. So you'll hear that shit when he feel like you hearing that shit. Um, you know, on Tuesdays, my favorite sports podcast, the Sports for You podcast, with Mark, John Watson, and Nick motherfucking freeze, goddamn umbrella. 
You know, them niggas do they shit. They know what the fuck they talking about. Every Tuesday, um, damn, see, I'm rusty. I think it's 6 p.m. on Tuesdays, live on Facebook and YouTube. I'm going to have to really look back into that shit, dog. You know, Wednesdays, the No Rules Podcast, live at 5 p.m. Pacific. You know, live on Facebook and YouTube with Mark and Ill motherfucking Will, the Juice Crew, a.k.a. The Bloods. You know, my niggas look out for the motherfucking No Rules Podcast, the motherfucking Gym Dropper. Um... You know, the Cat vs. Dog podcast with myself, Young Dolomite, and my co-host, CJ, live at 3 p.m. Pacific time, live at 5 Houston time. We gonna be back soon as a motherfucker, hopefully next Sunday, because this Sunday gonna be fucking Valentine's Day, so we ain't getting cracking, but next Sunday, for sure, for sure, we gonna be getting cracking. Um, you know, follow me on social media at Uncle Dolomite on Instagram, at Young Dolomite on Twitter, at Too Much Game Podcast on Instagram. Like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Share this shit with everybody. You know, share my clips on motherfucking Instagram. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell a punk ass bitch or a bitch ass nigga. You know, anybody can fucking benefit from this shit. Um, you know, I think that might be it, dog. I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too much game. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.